Stab Abby and Matt podcast opens now. And opening on Saturday, November 10, Skygate Home and Life is Brisbane's brand new homemaker centre next to DFO at Brisbane Airport. Hit 105. Well, 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 welcome to the podcast. Our show is Stav, Abby and Matt. You may already know that. If you don't, well, now you are informed. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Because you'd have to search it to download the podcast. True. Uh. But maybe you just, maybe it popped up in your suggested. This is Making a Murderer Season 3. We should label it that. If that's a great idea, call your podcast something it's not that, you know, people will click on. How to get rich quick. <laughs> yeah. Hi. A guaranteed way to be a millionaire. Hey, what's going on? Gotcha. <laughs> We're onto something there. Huh. Want to give it a go? We can't change the name and then change it back, yeah, We'll start a new one up. Uh, uh, we did that. We did with our show, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we've the, changed it. station. You can. Mm. Uh, we cut Osher off yeah. on the end. At put me in. Yeah? Yeah. That worked out well. We've changed a few times, haven't we? A few times. I got a text message. Yeah? Mm. From? One of the last people? <laughs> uh, our psychic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Julie McKenzie, uh-huh. who said the jump was going to happen, um, the skydive was going to happen this Saturday, not last Saturday. Also told me personally not to do the jump. Really? Because uh, well, she knew you were dying. She said, look, I'm, I'm happy. That's why we really s- pushed for last Saturday. <laughs> Yeah. She said, I'm happy that Stab's jump went well. Oh, that's nice of her. <laughs> I know now that the bird reference I was getting, because uh-huh. I think there was an issue that was going to be with birds. Oh, here yeah. we go. The yeah. psychic explained. Yeah. Oh, are we all negative now? Obviously, it was reference to the golden goose, the $50 note, which is still in rotation. She didn't say anything to me about the bird reference. Uh, she just said that it, there, there might be dramas. But she's when... saying it might be near a bird sanctuary, she's thinking. Okay. But when we went up, there was a uh, pelican that gave don't, us dramas. Don't do this. Don't try to. Don't do. You're it was a pelican into a trap. Yeah. A pelican. Yeah, flying and obviously a pelican near a plane is is dangerous. And oh. they were they were a bit concerned about. She was it. concerned about a bird near a plane, is what she's saying. But she said obviously the reference now is referring to the golden goose, uh-huh. and she thinks that there is something that could be near a bird sanctuary. <laughs> as long as she doesn't know what I actually did with the golden goose. She did fine. say she also oh. picked the winner of the cup. Oh, did she? But she never told us. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> you guys never asked. <laughs> this is classic psychic behaviour. Knew that. Knew that. She said, when are you due? She wrote back, you know. Is she yes, psych- can you? <laughs> yeah. Go, you yeah. tell me. Is she psychic or does she have hindsight? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you guys are terrible. She won. <laughs> Oh, did she? She put some money on it. Yeah, she put the money on it. So yeah, she right. won. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, don't you think this happens with psychics, though? Can we, do that? we have to do that as a topic when the psychic got it so wrong? Just, uh, the, you can explain anything. That's just, anyway. Here is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Are you ready? This is Steph. Hey. Abby. Morning, everyone. And Matt. Oh, hello. Morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning. I think What's everyone happened? was responsible yesterday. Yeah, but just in case, we know that there'll be case. people listening and yeah. their heads won't be feeling as good as they usually are on Wednesday. So uh, it, it, I, it was a very quiet slow. Melbourne Cup, wasn't though? It was. You went to one place. No, but the, even we were on Caxton Street. It, mm. There was not a lot of people around. A lot of people were saying it was a very yeah. There was a lot of parties in the city. Dude, okay. I, I, a lot, I was impressed that a lot of people went to Melbourne Cup. And then backed it up and went to Taylor Swift last night. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, well... I'm, Those I'm people are insane party there people. There were five horses at the concert. Like, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> the dads, I would say, were like, thank God it's Melbourne Cup Day. Hit the beers at midday. Yeah. And then that way I will be sweet to go along don't with mind. Taylor Swift <laughs> tonight. Because yeah. if I... Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there'd be a lot of men who like Taylor Swift. But I would say 85% of the dads at Taylor Swift last night were not as keen as their daughters. Are you thinking that's going to be your future, you two? You're going to be oh. at gigs with your two daughters yes. and you're going to go, oh. And you know what? There'll be some other band that comes around, like One Direction, and your girls are going to love it. Uh, my my girl's into Radiohead, so... Oh, because you forced her? Yeah. Yeah, classical conditioning? Very <laughs> yeah, good, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Mate, once, you know, once they go to high school... Yeah. And they oh, start, then dad's... Yeah, it's out of your hands. They that's get true. their own phone, their that's own Spotify true. account. It's yeah. game over, yeah. champion. That's First true. conversation. Yeah. yeah, I like Radiohead because my dad likes it. Yeah. That will be the last Ew. time she'll the, say uh, that. The, Ew. The Baby Shark concert is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh. It could probably happen. Yeah, it will. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you're going to be the same. You'll be there with us when you have your baby girl in the next couple of weeks. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The three of us there with our daughters. I'm not having a daughter. When you say it like that, it's so factual. People think it's real. Sometimes you don't even comprehend that you're having a baby, regardless of its gender. Now, we had a bit of... My husband put up the cot last night. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And, and you that, went... That can oh. be hard for people, can't it? But he's done it so many times. Taken it up, put it down, obviously, with the third kid on the way and also moving house a few times. Yeah. And I said to him, is that going to be the last time you do it? And he goes, yeah. And I said, what about if we have four? And he said, you can totally have four, babe, but I guarantee it won't be with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, but there's more chance of you making that happen. Like... A, a girl can trick a guy into it more than a guy can trick a girl into it. He said, go and have a fourth, but just find another lucky man, he said. So I was like, all right, no worries. 13, 10, 60, <laughs> if you want to be that lucky man. <laughs> it's a long play. It won't be for a year or so. It's a long play. <laughs> Abby Tornado. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, that's next year's show plan. Oh, God. Tick. Uh, big one today coming up after 7 o'clock. Uh, do you mind if I ask? I love this segment. People come in, they put their hand up, and they say, you can ask me anything. We're going to speak to a name, a guy by the name of Chris who was put into a gay conversion camp. I didn't even think they they did these. They still do. Yeah. Now? Yeah. I yeah. In America, illegal. definitely. No, yeah, they still right. do it, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I have heard the expression pray the gay away before, where people uh. actually believe that they can do that. Yeah. Um, where this guy came out as gay, his family put him into this and was trying to make him straight. But how did that all go? Um, we're going to find out after 7 o'clock this morning. Peter Hellier joins us as well. But next, tickets to the Brisbane Bullets. This is going to be a big, big game. Yes, you just have to see if you can try and guess this one. According to a later survey, iPhone users are 50% less likely to do this than Android users. Mm. So 13, 10, 60. Once again, iPhone users are 50% less likely to do this than Android users. Catch right. in the flames. <laughs> oh, you've got it. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> nice work, Stab. Uh, if you know the answer, give us a buzz. We'll do it after Charlie XCX, who performed just before Taylor Swift last night. Uh, this is 1999 at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. I laughed at your photo last night, Matty. Uh, which one? The one about your... Oh, the toily one. The toily toy. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure whether I was allowed to post that or not. 
I uh, I checked, I, I took it and I was going to post it and then I thought oh, I better check with my wife because if I ever post a photo inside the house, yeah. Yeah. If, if there's any if there's mess in the background, background yeah. I get in huge <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Babe, if you're going to post a picture, tidy up. Yeah, she's Action. the same with me. She's like, you can tell it's your house. <laughs> <laughs> check out your Instagram. It is you after a, a big Melbourne Cup day. Yeah. You are sitting, are you sitting on the toilet? I'm on the toilet. Nice new tiles, by the way. Thank Just you. did your bathroom renovation. Yes, and then uh, there I have my four-year-old son in the doorway watching his iPad and my one-year-old right in front of me patting my legs. Yeah. Now, after that patting and that photo taking, um, she then proceeded to take some toilet paper off the toilet roll and try and wipe my bottom for me. Mm. Cool. Um, Get that done. That, got wipers. And then I said to her, no, honey, you can't wipe daddy's bum. And uh. then she threw a massive tantrum and cried because daddy wouldn't let her. Do you remember wipe a time where you used to go to the toilet oh. like without the kids around? Because I can't remember. I can that's, remember. That's odd. <laughs> like if, before you had kids, it happened. I know that. I'm quite aware of that. But I don't know why serious conversations need to happen when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, Mum, where are you? You're like, oh, yeah. God, come on. It's the same as you they're sitting quietly, right? Yeah. So you've, you've held it in for probably half an hour <laughs> while you've settled them and you think, what, they're still? Now's the time. The minute the cheek hits the seat, it's like their senses come alive mm. and then they, they run in. Do you go to the toilet? Have you ever been to the toilet alone since they were able, since Finney could walk? Have you ever been in the toilet on your own? No, we didn't even put a door on our toilet. <laughs> like you do not, our latest, our latest no renovation. Point. It's like a There's Western, no... like a saloon. <laughs> and the guy plays the piano, he stops, everyone looks. We oh, don't have a door on the bathroom because my husband said, what is the point? Because when I'm having a shower, yeah. they will sit on the mat. And in fact, my, my eldest son got annoyed at me. He's like, why haven't you got two mats here? I said, well, because I'm not want to plan for you guys to both sit there Where is the and have conversations bag? with me while yeah. I'm trying to have a shower. Mm. And then they seem to comment at the moment, which is very annoying. Oh. Uh, what are they saying? Oh, they, they like, your butt's grown really big, Mum. Yeah, I know. Thanks, guys. It's so much more area to wipe. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? They do like to... They like to be involved in that aspect of your life. Like... Well, the pointing out of stuff is not good e either because Xander said to me the other day, he said, Daddy, why is there a brain near your doodle? I said, what? Because that's what we think with. So he said, there's a brain near your doodle, Daddy. Wow, he's really forward thinking. And I, I, I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And Esther yells out from the bedroom, I think he's talking about your sack, babe. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's, that's my balls, buddy. <laughs> Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> what? Well, they look very different when you're little. Oh. Now everyone's they, thinking they, about your bits. I know, but this is this is parent life. Yeah. If there's anyone out there who is considering having children, this is what you I just like you, I like your hashtag that. me time. That's yeah. my favorite thing. You know when you like you just you just want a time to get the help. But you know what it might come from though, if you think about it, one of the um <clears throat> one of the uh, things I read online is like when you're a parent it's the only time that you're clapping when someone poops. Because you, when they, like, you're there with them when mm. they learn how to do it after they mm. get out of nappies. So they obviously assume that it's a, a spectator sport. 
You know, yeah. you should be selling tickets and going in and, and rating it and going, well done. So it's our oh, fault. Oh, no, they all applauded me when I finished. That's oh. always the best way to wrap things up. Now I clap for Daddy. <laughs> anytime you finish a round of applause, is very good. <laughs> well, if you want to see the photo, it is up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, um, check that out. And anyone, feel, anyone feel free to post your own if you've been in the same situation. It's... Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Every time there's a shark off the coast... It's labelled as a monster. It's just swimming. These creatures are getting shot for us being in their territory. The medical researcher who died after being mauled by a shark in the Whit Sundays is being remembered for his heart of gold. We must protect people, and that's the priority before the protection of sharks. Yeah, it's it's one that I guess a lot of people get very passionate about. But a 33-year-old Victoria man is the latest victim who sadly passed away after a shark attack at Sid Harbour at the Whit Sundays. Mm, similar Mackay there. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying it's very unusual for for that to happen. There well, three since September. Yeah, three. Yeah. And after the first two, they did the drum lines, and I think there was something like six uh, sharks that were killed. Mm-hmm. Then a lot of people have said, well, that was a short-term solution just to make swimmers feel safe, and we shouldn't have made them feel safe because they shouldn't be in there. But it does always bring about the debate of whether we should be culling the sharks. A lot of people are upset about the six that were, that were killed. Yeah. Or whether we should just be staying out of the water. You know, a lot of people say it's shark territories and What's they deserve to be habitat, yeah. preserved. Yeah. Well, a guy who we want to chat to about this, he is a shark attack victim. He's lost two limbs to a shark attack when he was a Navy clearance diver. We've spoken to him before. Paul DeGelder is on. Good morning, mate. G'day, guys. How are you? We're good. Now, Paul, a lot of people would think after your attack that you'd be uh, anti-shark. Kill but, them all. <laughs> but that is, that is not the case. That was actually how I thought before I was attacked by the shark, oh, believe right. it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, you know, you, you can't do a dangerous job and, and live a dangerous life and then get upset when something goes wrong. And I chose an inherently dangerous life. So if it wasn't a shark, it could have been a bomb, it could have been a, a gun, it could have been my motorcycle, it could have been a parachuting accident. So, you know, you can't, you can't do those things and then get upset. And it's the same as going into the ocean. The ocean is a wild place. There are animals in there that can kill you. That you know, Steve Irwin's killed by a stingray. Mm. We've got the Irritanji, we've got the box jellyfish. We've got multiple species of uh, uh, dangerous sharks. So uh, it is a wild place. You do have to take personal responsibility when you enter that area, especially when you enter an area like Sid Harbour, where just very recently there were already two shark encounters. Um, So the best advice I can give to people is to be educated and be informed about where you are and what you're doing and what has been happening in that local area. Swimming at the beach, and especially here uh, for people in Brisbane because we're at the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, is a cultural thing. Everyone does it. You hear about shark nets where they go, they, they have them out there. What are they essentially and do they do anything? Well, the shark nets, um, especially deployed along, say, the Gold Coast, where I was up there recently patrolling with some of uh, the Sea Shepherd crew, um, the nets span, uh, I can't remember how, how long it is exactly, um, maybe 100, 200 metres each net. There's about 30, 32 drum lines and nets um, placed along the Gold Coast. They don't go all the way to the bottom. They're approximately four to six metres um, in depth. 
so, and there's holes in them between the nets. So the sharks can swim o- under them. Uh, they can, in some places, swim over them. Some places they can swim through them. Uh, just recently, um, some members of the public found three live uh, rays, stingrays, shovel nose rays, uh, angel rays, alive in the nets and called the contractors to see if they could let them go. And the contractors got very upset with them and said, don't touch them. Uh, and so those rays probably died. So what they do is they indiscriminately kill any animal to get stuck in those nets. But don't stop the sharks, really. They're just there they as a... Make uh, us feel good. Make us yeah, feel make better. us feel mm. safe. Yeah. Yeah, the... The this, um, the fact is that most of the sharks that get caught in these nets are caught on the inside of the net, not the outside. They're not yeah. just stopping the sharks from coming in. They're just, you know, it, the, and the fisheries Queensland say that they're not designed to kill the sharks, just give them a, um, a barrier, but that's definitely not the case. Paul, last time I talked to you was just before I went um, cage diving with the great white sharks. I love sharks and I have great respect for them. They are still, though, every time there's a movie about sharks, they're demonised and they're created as a monster, uh, whereas I don't think a lot of other animals are. Do you think that that is half the problem, that everyone in, in normal society thinks if they go into the water and there's a shark in there, they will get eaten by a shark? Oh, look, I, I don't think it, it helps everyone, but I, I I I love a good scary shark movie. Me too. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of people do. And yeah. we're smart enough to know the difference between <laughs> a fiction and reality. So you know, we we have scary movies based around everything about yeah. attacked bears and a, you know mostly humans. Does yeah. that mean that we're demonising humans? Like just you know. It, it, it's a it's a scary movie. You shouldn't take it as reality because it's not that way. And there are so many other sources of information, like yeah. the shows that I get to make on Shark Week. Mm. And yeah. we're not demonising the sharks in any of those. We're we're making them science backed. I actually get in the water and swim with multiple species of dangerous sharks all over the world to show people how amazing they are, how um, you know unmalicious they actually are, how much they you know we're not on the menu but unfortunately uh there are a lot of cases mistaken identity we are a very delicate species and it all it takes is a tooth in the wrong spot and you can sever an artery and and bleed out and die that's right well paul thanks very much mate um we are out of time if you want to check you out your instagram is there as well as your facebook page as well um and online the shark shack dot store thanks very much paul de gelder on the air stav abby and matt on hit 105 can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. Yeah, phones are open, Brizzy. We've covered a lot already this morning. 131060 if you want to join in the conversation. Maybe you did have a win yesterday at Melbourne Cup. We officially did not. We lost all 300 bucks we spent. <laughs> yeah, we did. But that was really annoying. Yeah. yeah. If we what? had to listen to one tip we got, which was um, go for the jockey that rode Winks. That's true. Uh, he came in second. Do you get money for coming second? If you placed it second, but we didn't. We just did all on the win. Remember, oh. you liked all the glory. Yeah, I wanted to go for the guy who was paying one hundred and one dollars. Uh-huh. Of I, course, my mum was like, oh, "I told you to go on the jockey. He's one. He's one. This is third oh, win, South did Australian." Did you uh, pay you back for the money that you put on for your kids? No, that you of course were... she didn't because she... they lost. She only yeah. asked for the money yeah. if she wins. Maybe you went and saw uh, Tay Tay last night at the Gabba as well and had a great time. Give us a call thirteen ten sixty. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit one hundred and five. Can you make a hotline ring? 
You can ask us anything. First calls now. You take over the show. We've got Tarina from Richlands. What do you want to talk about? Oh, hello. I think you've got time in. Time. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Um, So we were ringing to let you know of my huge win on the Melbourne Cup. Oh, how'd you go? You win big. Three dollars. Yeah. Is that because you had to take away the, the money you spent? Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how much did you spend to get your three? Fifty-seven dollars in total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I not even... to pick the winner. Yeah. Oh well. Better than nothing, hey? <laughs> Better than a slap in the face with a wet fish. That's <laughs> exactly right. That is Always. exactly right. Rachel from Everton Park, you're on the uh, line for first calls. What do you got for us? Um, so I was at the Taylor Swift concert last night. I've got a question for you guys. I yeah. don't go to concerts a lot. It was a bit of an indulgence. Mm. We get up as soon as Taylor Swift comes out, start dancing. This guy behind my mum jabs her in the back and goes, Sit down and was like yelling at her. No. I was like, wait, are we not supposed to stand at concerts? Yeah. That man was out of line, Rachel. I got told the same thing at the Adele concert, and I'm like, uh, hell no, Adele wants me to stand. So, no. Well, that's binoculars. It was super weird. Yeah. I just told her to shut up and sit down and, like, get over it. Yeah, see, that's the thing that the drag, was he a dragged dad? No, he was with his wife. They both had, like, I don't know, expensive binoculars or whatever. Yeah, binoculars. right. So they they were actually they were there before they were the there. concert. They were just bird watching and everyone was getting in their way. Yeah, no, you stand at a concert. They yeah, be, you know. sometimes it's annoying if you don't want to if the person in front of you, but you want people to have a good time. And if they're yeah. standing up, it's generally because they're getting even more involved. Yeah. Hey, Jacinta, what do you want to chat about for first calls? Hi, um, I just wanted to talk about the sharks and the shark attacks up on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. What you're, are your fr- you're from there, so, yeah. So, yeah, I am. I'm from there. I grew up there. I lived on the island and on the mainland for 20 years. And it's as, as a local, we know not to, to swim in Sid Harbour. It's always been full of sharks. Mm. Uh, however, with the increased uh, commercial and recreational fishing over the last couple of years, you've got to expect that, you know, sharks are going to increase in numbers because they've got nothing else to eat. Where else are they going to go? So what? commercial fishing, they're only allowed to catch one shark. All right. Well, Jacinta, we were just talking about an expert this morning came out and said that boats are allowed to throw all their fish carcasses and organic waste overboard, which they were saying with the amount of yachts that are out there, that's just creating a weird environment where they're just used to being fed. So, of course, they're going to come in and more tax are going to occur. They are, and recreational fishing does that. The commercial fishers and the, the companies that go out do have to bring their fish back in whole, but nobody polices the, um, the recreational stuff for the guys that just go out in their own boats and in the charter boats. The last couple of attacks that happened, which were about 10 years ago, happened off Whitehaven Beach at the same time around dusk, which yeah. is when obviously sharks That's are active. Feed, yeah. Yep, and it happened with you know, people cleaning and, and gutting fish over the back of the boat and the family jumped over the side and had a swim and, and got, oh, got bitten. Of course. That should, it should be a ban. They're calling for an instant ban straight away. It should be. Uh, yes, thanks, Jacinta. Cherie, good morning. Good morning. What do you want to chat about? So, so you were talking earlier about never getting privacy. <laughs> when you have children, yeah. you know, in the toilet, in the shower. Yeah, well, about 10 years ago, my daughter was four. I um, happened to get a piercing down below and she showered with me. Now, I just didn't think much about it. Anyway, she questioned me about it and I let it go. We went to school that day to pick her sisters up Uh and in front of all the mums and dads, Uh she just announces, my mummy has an earring in her joni. (laughs) (laughs) Did that hurt? As you could imagine, I was bright red. Did it hurt hurt down there? No, no, not at all. Did not hurt at all. 
Yeah, no, no, no pain whatsoever. Why are you interested? I've got a, got a just... follow-up question, but I need everyone to say no judgment. <laughs> okay. Just say it, Maddie. Just no, say it. We're going to judge you anyway, no. but we'll say okay. we won't. I have heard that when you have that there, <laughs> you can just be walking around and it can feel really good. For sure, especially if you're wearing jeans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what it's... Yeah. Yeah. Causes friction. Yeah, that's what it's intended that's for, exactly really. That's exactly the oh, purpose of it. it. <laughs> I thought it was just to look pretty. Oh, look, Maddie's <laughs> going to get one now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Friday Live tickets if you want of 131060. You know I've lived a sheltered life. The second follow-up comment was the one that was done. <laughs> Hit Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Hey, Alpha Bucks, uh, tomorrow it'll be the 8th of November. It'll be a Thursday. Yep. Uh, and at 8am, $10,000 on the line. Here is the letter you need to win ten grand. It is, it is P, P for Psychic. <laughs> <laughs> that really messes with my brain. <laughs> Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Do you mind if I ask? It's a segment we do where we have an opportunity to speak to people that have gone through something quite different or they are uh, different in some way themselves. And it's an open forum. You can ask whatever you want to sort of break down stereotypes and the walls and the whole, oh, I shouldn't ask them that. That might be rude. You cannot offend in this segment. No. Be respectful. Ask the question you would want to know. But this person um, has been amazing to put up their hand and say, you can go for it. His name is Chris and Chris, you've done gay conversion therapy. Can you explain to people what that is? Sure. Um, well, I mean, it's a broad term. Um, it's not. It doesn't just refer to um, seeing a counsellor or a psychologist to help you change from gay to straight. Although it does include that. Um, it can include things like exorcisms and oh um, partial counselling and group therapy and um, all sorts of different things. Yeah. So yeah. Chris, to get my understanding of it, you um, you just you realised that you were gay at the age of eleven, but you were in mm-hmm. a religious um, environment, a religious family. Is that why the gay conversion yeah. sort of came about? Yeah. So um, I grew up in in a Christian home. Um, was going to church every week um, from birth, basically, and um, yeah, I guess um, I started hearing a lot of messaging and stuff about um, gay people from a really young age, just from overhearing adult conversations in church and also sermons and things. Um, So by the time I was 11, I'd heard that gay people were sick, that they uh, needed to change, that they were were perverted and abominations and just, you know. All the fun stuff you like to hear about in church. (laughs) As you're still exploring yourself, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I kind of started getting an inkling that I was um, that I could maybe be gay when I was about eleven, and um, of course at that point I started to think, oh shit, well I guess I'm sick and I'm an abomination and I'm horrible, you know. Um, so when I when I really um, knew that I was gay by the you know in my early teens um, and came out to my pastor I, I wanted to change I didn't yeah, want right. to be gay yeah. um, I, I thought that it was something that was evil and yeah and so my pastor um, suggested that I meet with um, the director of Living Waters which was an ex-gay ministry a well-known ex-gay ministry back then and um, yeah 
that kind of got the ball rolling. That's interesting because I think most people would think that um, people that are sent to these camps would not want to change, that they're going no. under duress, but you actually... Um, some of them some of them do definitely go under duress. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's something that you're, I mean, for want of a better word, groomed for. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, some, I mean, yeah, I, I was taught to hate myself from a mm. really young age, so... Chris, yeah. was it your parents that actually intervened and helped <clears throat> you to know your sexuality and then be proud of it? Yeah, it was because um, I guess because um, I, I spent seven years in the cake conversion movement and wow. doing all sorts of different things um, to try and change, including exorcisms and um, you know, just I mean, I tried everything. But by the end of it, I was um, really damaged and yeah. found it very difficult to um, have friendships with people, even because I I wanted to protect myself from. Um, from getting close to people just in case it kind of um, kept that, you know, my, my homosexuality alive and just weird stuff like that. And, so they um, couldn't, they couldn't pray the gay away? Wanted... Didn't well, work? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. It <laughs> of nearly course. killed me. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to die by the end of it. Yeah. My right. Well, Chris... Yeah. My parents saw that and, you know helped me out of it. What so. we're going to do here is uh, we're going to open the phones. 13 10 60. If you're listening to this, knowing Chris's story, growing up in church, um, being a gay man, having been through, I guess, the therapy as they call it, what would you like to ask him if there's any question at all if you met him in the street and Chris said, you can't offend me? Um, what would you ask? Thirteen, ten, sixty. Obviously, people have to be respectful here, Chris. We'll look yeah. after you. You know that. I've got pretty thick skin. I'm alright. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, man. Well, thirteen, ten, sixty. What would you like to ask Chris about his story? We'll get you on next. It's do you mind if I ask it? Hit one hundred five. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit one hundred five. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Radio, this is Breaking Down Barriers in Society. Uh, right now, you have the chance to ask Chris, very brave man coming on the station, and um, ask what it was like for him when he was sent off to a gay conversion camp. Chris, you ready for some calls? Yep. All right, first up, we've got Scott in Paddington. What is your question for Chris? Hi, I was just wondering, what was the worst thing that happened to you at the camp? Um, look, it's it's really hard for me to choose one thing. I mean, um, I would say that the most damaging thing that happened to me was just the messaging of the entire thing. So, um, I mean, sure, there was a lot of strange practices that I went through, like exorcisms and things like that, but the most damaging part of the whole thing was um, the messaging that told me that I was broken and that I was um, in need of change. That just, um, yeah, really had long-term effects for me. 131060 is the number, by the way, if you want to join on and ask any questions. Can I ask, Chris, and I don't think we've, we've asked you this already, um, what was the turning point for you where you went, no, there's nothing wrong with me, I am actually a gay man? Um, my my parents um, had seen the, the damage that it was causing for me to go through it, um, and, I mean, I was pretty much suicidal by the end of it, and so um, my, my mum took me aside and said to me... Um, that maybe God hadn't healed me because I wasn't sick. Yeah, right. And um, that was, I mean, it then took me, you know, a couple of years to actually, to really um, accept that. Yeah. Um, But my parents helped me out of it, basically. And ironic that you went to a camp to find out that you are camp. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Chris, you say an exorcism. 
It was it something that we would have seen in the movies? How no. severe? All right. So it's just a whole lot of people no, put their hands like on that. you, I praying away. Yeah, people put, put, put putting their hands on you. I had to fill out a form that asked me lots of um, invasive questions about my family history and about um, just, I mean, all sorts of things, yeah. re- really weird things. Um, and then they would proceed to cast out demons. Yeah. Uh, not, Mel. That, not that any demons actually came out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mel from Rochdale South, you're on with Chris. What would you like to ask him? Hi. Um, I just wanted to uh, mainly start out by saying, as a Christian, I am so sorry that this happened to you. Oh, um, you. I think that um, largely people are uneducated. Um, yeah. And as a Christian, our fundamental belief should be that God is love. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I wanted to start by saying that. Um, Thank you. And then my question, no worries. My question is, do you have, um, like, any animosity or hatred towards Christians because of the way we have treated you? Um, I mean, I am a Christian myself. Um, I've, oh, my beautiful. Faith. Sorry, I um, only came in halfway through your story. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, um, surprisingly, <laughs> I am still a Christian. Um, I managed to reconcile my faith and sexuality um, several years ago. Um, do I, I mean... I, I, I think maybe, no, I, I don't have animosity towards Christians in general. Um, sometimes I feel very, very deeply hurt by the church, mm-hmm. yeah. um, particularly after last year with, with, with the marriage equality stuff and everything and the kind of, um, the kind of uh, rhetoric and like the, the, the things that were being said, the, the tendency for fear-mongering and demonising of the gay community. Um, yeah. That hurts me. Um, do I feel animosity towards them? No. All right. Excellent. Uh, thanks for your call, Mel. Natasha's on. What would you like to ask Chris? Hi, Chris. Um, I just wanted Hi. to know, does the gay conversion therapy still happen today? Yes. Wow. Yes. It happens really? all over Australia. Yes, it does. Um, and one of the important things to know is that gay conversion therapy is not a therapy per se. It's not a practice. It's not... Um, easy to pinpoint because it's actually an ideology. Um, it's the ideology that gay people are broken uh, and that they are sick and need to be healed. Yeah. That's, that is basically what gay conversion is. And it also includes trans conversion as well. So it's not just about um, the LGB people, it's about the T people too. Right. Chris, do you have a support group for people that have either been signed up or maybe suggested to go to by their families? There are there are several support groups. Um, one is the Brave Network. Um, it operates out of Melbourne. Um, uh, there's um, it's only in sort of recent years that um, this has kind of uh, become more public yeah. knowledge that this is still occurring. And so I think uh, for a lot of years it was difficult for survivors of the gay conversion movement to actually. Um, to find each other. Yeah, it's come um, out and say this is since, like, When you're going through something like that, you're not encouraged to be friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know anyone that I went through it with. I don't know any of them. I can't even remember their names yeah, because right. we were not, we, you know, we weren't friends. We were there for a purpose. Yeah, right. Uh, now, we're wow. going to go one more call before we let you go, Chris. Brienne is on um, from Oxley. What would you like to well, ask man. Chris? Oh, hi there. Um, I'm curious to know whether you support gay marriage. You there, Chris? Yep. Do do Brian just asked, oh, do you support gay marriage? Hello. Hello? Oh. Oh, we might have lost him. 
Can you hear us, Chris? No. Oh, no. That was no. weird. Anyway. Oh, I thought he got offended. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't get offended during this segment. <laughs> no, I think... There you are. There you are. Got you. Oh, oh you're there. You got us back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bran is just Sorry, asking. She's asking if you believe in gay marriage. Do I believe in gay marriage? Well, it exists. Yeah. So, of course, I believe <laughs> yeah. in gay marriage. Do you, and, sorry, do you um, support it? Of course I do. Well, um, oh, it's an equality issue, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. It's just you meet some like, oh, we do have some people on the radio who previously have said, um, I know I'm gay, but I actually don't support gay people having yeah. equal rights. I know it's ridiculous, but I had to, I just was curious. Yeah, right. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, that is ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm very, 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 very ecstatic that we now have marriage equality. Yes, well, thank you very much for your call, Brianne. Uh, as am I, my sister is actually marrying her uh, partner February. in February next Congrats. year. So. Hey. Uh, that's going to be very exciting, mate. Uh, thank Amazing. you very much for coming on and yeah, sharing really your story. Thank you. If you want more information about Chris and other people's stories, socesurvivors.com.au is the place to go. Nice to talk to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Last night, uh, the Gabba, it was amazing, everyone. Getting into some Tay-Tay. But was there anyone there in the crowd that's like, I'm just here because my kid dragged me along and I want to be here? Well, we saw a photo of uh, Nick, who's our promotions manager, and someone else took a photo of him and sent it to the group chat. And he didn't look that enthusiastic, did he? No. He he wasn't even facing the stage. I think his girlfriend dragged him along. Arms by his side, back hunched, and looked like on his face, like he he goes, I would rather be anywhere else but him. So, 131060, Cherie, was that you? Oh, good morning. We love the show. Hi, guys. We love you. Hi, we've got my I've got my two girls in the car with me. So it was their first concert ever. Yeah. Heidi is seven and Alicia is ten. And Alicia and I loved it. But Heidi, unfortunately, I've got a photo of her sitting with her arms crossed <laughs> and the sour most sour look on her face. She had an awful time. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Didn't expect that from the seven year old. I love it. It was a late night. It was a late yeah. night. That's probably what it was. Savannah in Burktail. Were you dragged along to Tay-Tay? No, I had to work, unfortunately, but my husband gave up his Def Leppard tickets to take my daughter, and he got into it with her, and they had a great time. Was Def Leppard on the same day? Yeah, at Brisbane <laughs> Entertainment Centre. No one knew that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, what a good dad. Yeah. But he enjoyed it? Yes, they had an amazing time. Imagine that, all the roadies, when they're at their roadie convention. Who'd you work on last week? Def Leppard. You? <laughs> running sound for Tay-Tay. Def Leppard, you know the best thing about uh, being the roadie for Def Leppard? You only have to carry one drumstick. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, there's a select group of people who'll understand that. The that's, rest oh, have to I Google. That's I who anyone. I did it for. Uh. I think you can get the gist of it. He's only got one. Yeah, no, that's, you can get the gist of it. Oh, I, love go- I love going to stand-up shows where it gets explained. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Did uh, your husband? Hi. Your husband didn't want to be there? No, my husband really wanted to be there. He took my three teenagers to see Taylor Swift and I stayed home. Hey, well done. Well done. Did he drag them along? Who do you think liked it more, your your teenagers or him? Oh, definitely him. He has a soft spot for Tay-Tay. T-Swizzle, he calls her all the time. Loves her. Please tell me your daughters have vision of him dancing. 
Oh, I'm assuming so. I just haven't seen it yet because they came home at 11.30. So, uh, but yeah, he will have been boogieing. Sounds like there's a huge chance he would have thrown his undies at the stage, yeah. as they used to do back in the day. Uh, uh, Joe in Greenbank, were you dragged along to the Taylor Swift concert? I was dragged along. Um, I'd have to say Dad said it was the best concert I have ever been to. Oh, you converted. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to a few concerts and I was just a ring in um, last night, but I wouldn't have missed it now. It was awesome. You know what I'm envisioning? Yeah. Next year, the way Joe is speaking is going to be stab after we go to Nickelback. And why are you going oh. to Nickelback? Because you bought the you tickets. You bought the tickets because we made But you, you don't want to go. No. But no. you're going to come along as someone who's like, I don't like them. Yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm are... gonna be the dad at that at the concert. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the next uh, the day after, you get to do the review. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's cool. right. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Peter Hellier. Peter Hellier. He joins us this morning. Hi, buddy. Hey guys. How are we? Oh, good. Back on awesome. the telly tomorrow. New show premiering on Channel 10. How to stay married. Yes, yes, we can learn something from it. Um, if you learn something from it, let me know what it is and I'll make sure we do it again next time. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back acting because I do think you're a, a brilliant actor. Do you have to check with your wife before you do this? Because the headline is quite suggestive, you know, so you want to be like, we're still okay before I go and do this. Um... <laughs> just want to, yeah, before I get this commissioned, I just want to check in with our own marriage. Uh, you know, it, it's, well, it's funny because this is it's a spin-off series from a series called It's a Date, which I did with Lisa yeah. uh, on the ABC a few years ago. There's just one episode with mine. And you don't need to have seen that episode to understand, you know, to, to jump into the Channel 10 series. But but there was uh, a scene in that which I, I'd written where Lisa and my, my character, we, we go to a strip club and we get a lap dance. And, like, you know, like it's a nude lap dance. And like, <laughs> as opposed to a tracksuit one? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> there are some cheapest trick clubs around where they don't take off their clothes. And that's <laughs> – you do, you do have to be careful with those ones. But, I, you know, it, it's, it's weird when you're the writer and the only nude scene across the entire series yeah. involves you receiving a lap dance of a, of a, <laughs> of a stripper. Um, so that was a, a, a fun conversation uh, to have. But no, my wife's very good about it. She, she knows that. To get anything interesting, you got to push into uncomfortable areas in comedy. Sometimes is your marriage like that though? Like, if you were going to a strip club, would your wife come along? Because I know well, my wife definitely would not. No, my wife wouldn't uh, now. But that story was actually based on something we had done, like way before uh, marriage and uh, and before kids. Uh, we were out with uh, some friends of ours, and and the the two kind of girls had said, uh, let's let's go for a strip club. Like, none of us have ever been to a strip club, have we? And then the, the, me and my mate just looked at the ground in our <laughs> shoes. And said, no, 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 that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> I hear they wear tracksuits. Um, you know, and, and so we ended up uh, uh, kind of going to this uh, strip club for fun. Uh, my wife realised it wasn't actually that much fun. Right. <laughs> so, so, we left. so we left pretty quickly. But what happened in that episode kind of played out on, you know. Uh, um, yeah. And, of course, everyone loves seeing Lisa McEwen back on Australian television. She's Australia's sweetheart. One of the weapons I think this show has is uh, revealing to uh, audiences how funny Lisa actually is, and, and we haven't seen her, uh, you know, in those kinds of roles. We, you know, we think of her as blue healers, but she's hilarious and uh, she's great in this role. And um, yeah, I look forward to people seeing how funny she is. Do you guys have a rule for you guys? I know I talk about your marriage, but it's what it is: mm. learning tips. Yeah. Do you guys have like a, some sort of date night rule? Because my my husband and I have just introduced one that we're going to do. We're going to do a date yep. every five weeks. 
Yeah, well, we, we, we did for a certain period of time where it was like we, like every second Thursday, I think it was, that we will either go out for dinner or make sure we have dinner together. And then once the kids kind of got out of that ground zero time when they, you know, were a bit older, they started going to school, we maybe didn't, weren't as, um, as steadfast in, in you know being every second Thursday, but we just naturally were making time for each other because we yeah. had a bit more time. So that was, uh, and that's one of the things we explore. There's a, a second episode that, that we, we we go to an Ed Sheeran concert, and um, he strips, and uh, he strips. <laughs> <laughs> he strips. He gives me a hell of a lap dance. Uh, Luke, Luke McGregor plays Ed Sheeran. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful performance. It's nuanced. <laughs> um, it's still important. It's a, we, we still have to, you know, make sure we do find time to have, not yeah. just that we're hanging out, but also, you know, making it a special night. Hey, uh, Helio, I'm sure you're across it, but uh, over the weekend, Stav jumped out of a plane and let go of $10,000 for our cash NATO and showered the city with money. You're a very successful <laughs> man. Yeah. Cash NATO. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Peter Hellier, he'd have a, yeah. a little bit of coin in the bank. What's the most amount of money you've blown in one event? Um... No, I'm a bit of a tight ass to be honest. But I, 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 me and my mates, the biggest like one night thing we did, which ended up on a weekend, we were watching uh, one of the races. It might have been the Caulfield Cup, and my mate had a big win, but he he had a big win on Rogan Josh. Um, oh, I remember. And, and then he, we just went, uh, you know, how 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 long does it take to get from Melbourne to Hobart on this? Uh, it's called the Bobcat or something, some kind of catamaran type thing, <laughs> and we tried to book. And then we couldn't book. So we ended up, for some reason, then on the Gold Coast a few hours later <laughs> and there for the weekend. And that turned into a very big weekend. Um, and we all ended up spending quite a bit of money, but my mate spent most of it because he paid for the airline tickets. It was like eight of us. So, yeah. you, booked <laughs> on, so you booked on the day. Went on the, the day, yeah. We, we were in the Gold Coast that night. Yeah. One of those sensible ones, like, hey, this will be fun. This will this be fun. And we won't regret this at all. Yeah, they're like, I can't um, believe they let us on. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, were you flying Tiger or? Uh, we were flying, it might have been pre Tiger, to be honest, but it might, it might have been, uh, Jeez, it might have been Anset. Like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days, eh? The good old days. Well, this is, looks like a really great show. You've got to check out uh, Peter Hellier in it, of course, with Lisa McEwen as well. How to Stay Married. It premieres uh, tomorrow night on Channel 10. Always a pleasure, mate. Nice to see you. Thanks, guys. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Hit me, baby, one more time. How many weeks are you now? 38. Yeah. Getting down to the wire. I want to work up to the last moment. And that, honestly, like, I reckon girls can do whatever they want to do at that moment. And it's not to be like, bravo. I just, I don't think I can do the morning routine at home yeah, at the moment. You don't want to, you don't want to go home and start maternity leave because you don't <laughs> want to go near your family. But That's I'm getting fine. a lot of credit. People go, oh, you're working right up. And I'm like, yes, I need a, a, a vacation. <laughs> A vocation, <laughs> which is here. That's what I'm taking it as. No, no, I just don't want to get the kids out of routine and, and everything. So I'm like, if I can work right up to that date, then I will. Yeah. So I'll see how I go. But I've got a bit of a confession because I know that we're having a bet at the moment. Maddie and I are very responsible bet. Got your cash out yet? No, I haven't got it yet. Payday, I'm hoping, is coming around soon. We said $1,000 because you are convinced it's a girl. It is a girl. And I'm convinced it's a boy. I can't wait to meet this little baby girl. 
But now I'm starting to get the clothes ready, like I've because I've saved so many from the boys. So yeah. I've got them all out and I've rewashed them well, all. Well, let's face it, if it's a boy, it'll be a lot cheaper for you. So much cheaper. Yeah. And um, I put them all in the in the um, what's that called? A wardrobe. Put them all in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to I said to my husband. Like, what's going to happen if we have a girl? We can't yeah. do any of these clothes. And he goes, no, 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 no. Let's just tell everyone we're going gender neutral because that seems to be the in thing. Yeah. I, he goes, you're not buying any new clothes. I'm like, yeah, but that's not gender neutral. It's yeah. got trucks and everything. But if, they, if they're not changing the nappy either, you've got about four months before yeah, their before face. Actually... You, can even, yeah. you can't tell for the first four months. Nah. But the confession is that I was 100% not finding out, and I honestly haven't. There is only one person that knows. There's only one person that knows. You found is, out. No, I haven't. Her name is Kylie, and I love her to bits, and she works at Greenslopes Hospital yeah. at Queensland X-Ray there. And I went to pop in to see her the other day. Specifically to ask for the... I was in the area. <laughs> no, you weren't. I was in the area. You live You live in Karina, which on a map is in the area, but you weren't in the in area. In the area. Love it a bit. There's nothing else around that hospital. What were you doing? I was... At the hospital. <laughs> so I went in to go and see her. And going for a I great cup of, in, cup of coffee. How's this? The lady's like, oh. I was like, where's Kylie? And she goes, Kylie's had her appendix out. And I went, oh, she's not here. Which hospital did she get that out at? <laughs> I was in the area. No, I can write to her, but I just thought I could read her face messages because I said to her, when I crack, yeah. do not tell me. Yeah, you're like, like when you say to people, I'm on a diet, do not leave, give me the chocolate. And then you're like, give me the chocolate. You're Jack Black in Tropic Thunder. With the jelly beans. Give me the jelly seen beans. It. Okay. Yeah. Bad reference then. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but they have put in place specific instructions for other people when she's away. Yeah, no, no one's yeah. allowed to tell me. Pretend yeah. she's had appendicitis. <laughs> but it's she's so, here. You know what's so pathetic about me? Is yeah. I want to find out, but I've got a scan that I could possibly find out at, but I like trying to Google other ways. Oh, yeah, you were t- saying something about some ring thing the other day that yeah. you can do to... If anyone has done it, 131060, if anyone has done the ring test or any other test and it's worked, let me know, 131060, because yeah. I have a fascination with all those... Well, you I've got, got a got... thousand bucks riding on it. That's all I'm interested in. you got the other one too is the, the low thing that you put up on Instagram. If it's a boy, it rides low or high. Or Did you which... see the girls at our table yesterday at Gambaro's? That they, was were staring, they were staring at my belly. And they're like, oh, we know what it is because you're sitting low because it's a a boy. I said, oh, okay. And then because I can poke my tummy out, I then poked it out to be a girl. And they're like, oh, this is very confusing. (laughs) Do you know who it's more confusing for? The kid. Yeah. In, out, in, out. (laughs) It's there, it's gone. It's there, it's gone. 13, 10, 60. What are those little wives' tale things that you've tried to guess the gender of the baby? Yeah, and then we can can try them on abs. Because you're 50%. That's true. That's a very good point. It's, 50, 50. it's it is it's literally fifty fifty. But my my friend swears by the ring test. And what is it? Yeah, dangle a, a, a ring, ring uh, over with your hair, isn't it? And and it, depending on the way the ring spins, is which way. It's an old wives' tale. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got to slaughter a goat. No, <laughs> I don't think you do. You don't. No. I've been doing it wrong all this time. Have you? Yeah. You've only ever had one child. <laughs> Lots of goats though. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. Work out what I'm going to spend my $1,000 on that I get when I have a baby boy. Don't spend it before you get it because you got a baby girl in there. Are you really convinced? Oh, 
What, just the, getting a vibe, same way you did with Nick Cummins not finding love on The Bachelor? There is. Has your, has your baby to be posted <laughs> ha-ha on someone's Instagram photo? <laughs> you give me crap all you want. Okay. Was okay. I right? <laughs> was I correct? You were right. You were right. You were right. You were right. Thank you. Okay. Someone said to me that I'm 70% more likely to have a boy if you've got two boys. Well, I'm riding that 30% to the bank. Okay. And uh, because you have made your scan lady swear to secrecy not to tell you, you're not going to find out until D-Day. We want to know, if we were to test some of your wives' tale gender tests, Mm. what are they? What have you done in the past? I got a random message from, uh, remember when I gave my phone number out? Yes, yes. There's a dude called Papa G that uh, texted me. Shout out to Papa G. You know him. He lives in your area. He said that uh, uh, he's uh, predicted 64 baby genders over 18 years and has a 98.6% success rate. Uh, (laughs) The only one he got wrong was his last child, uh, but he says you're having a boy. So it's all done and dusted, guys. But if you've got a way to do it, Hey, Brianna. Hello. What's your your test? Okay, so with the ring test, yeah. I did it on both pregnancies and it was correct both times. Is it true, Brianna, you, uh, you tie the ring to a lock of the person's hair? Is that how it's done or am I making that up? No, yeah, a strand of hair on a gold ring yeah. about four centimetres above the belly. Uh-huh. And if it swings back and forth, it's a boy. If it spins in a circle, it's a girl. Right, okay. Oh, okay. Right. And both of mine were correct. Yep. One boy, one girl. Well, it's it's scientifically accurate, surely. Pull, pull some hair out and <laughs> yeah, get we'll your ring it. ready. We'll do it at the I end of you this. Don't, you don't like gold, though. Can can if someone's got a gold, gold. ring, oh, yeah. can you bring it to the studio, no, it please? I think it has to be your it has ring. has to be gold, gold. Nah. Why? Gold rings to the studio. Kristen, uh, morning. Hi, how are you? What's Good. your test? I did the Chinese gender prediction test online. You type in your age and then also your month of conception and it has a chart whether it's a boy, girl, boy or girl. Oh, so oh age. Girl and it was, I had a girl as well. I thought it was going to tell you if it was oh. Chinese or not. So your age. I'll try not to lie about that one. It's the age when you conceived? Um, so it has a chart like it goes across the top. It has like your age and then down the side it's the month of conception and then you meet it in the middle and it's has boy or girl. Right. Oh, okay. All right, okay. I'll try that one. All right, we'll try that one. Yeah. We'll Cara, what's your test? Mine was to do with the heart rate. So my grandmother always said a boy's heart paces and a girl's heart races. I've had one of each and my daughter had a higher heart rate the whole time than what my son did. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. For that one, you'd need to get a scan though. Yeah, I, well, I can do it at the... Um, they they do no 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 they can do the heart rate without it without it yeah yes, they just yeah. do that you, you know it sounds like a gallop yeah you know the horse gallop yeah, yeah. that'd be the races uh Julene hi hi what's your test so mine is the baking soda test um this is the best test of all the tests okay I've got <laughs> I've got five kids and um it's it's always worked uh-huh. so what you do is you pee in a container uh huh. And you add you add in some baking soda, and if it fizzes, you're having a boy. If it doesn't, you're having a girl. Ah, I've heard the same thing. Uh, similar, you can do the same thing with um, Drano. Uh, you know that stuff to clear. Yeah, yeah it, it, the Drano will change a different color depending on yeah, because it does change your your pee. Baking yeah, soda yeah, to the studio, please. It fizzes. <laughs> do you say yeah? Fizzes <laughs> if it's a girl, or no? Fizzes if it's a boy. Yes, because boys are more acidic than girls. Ah, oh, okay. that's not true, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, take offense. Well, there we go. So thank you for that. We might do the soda one tomorrow, but have you got the hair in the ring there? Yeah, but I I, I think it's got to be... Your ring? Yeah. So I don't oh. just, if it's, it's not that scientific, is it? I mean... Oh, so we're not going to do them then? 
But we'll do it. No, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right, so bring right. a ring. Get one of your rings tomorrow. Yes. Um, and then we'll give that a go here on the show. Well, where else? And, and, the, so, and the soda one as well. You want to do the soda one tomorrow? No, well, let's, let's um, play Stretch them out. out. Yeah. All right. We will yeah. know. Unless you go into labour tonight and then... Can you guys we'll also sure. do the same test? Just to oh, see. yeah, to see if they see fizz up. <laughs> yeah, like if yours fizzes <laughs> up. Then I am pregnant with a girl as well. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Suzuki are officially number one for new car customer satisfaction. Celebrate now with up to $1,000 in gift cards. 12,000 feet. $10,000. One parachute. Abby and Matt's Cash Tornado. Cash Tornado. And I'm free. Falling. What a morning. What a day it was. Showering our fine city in $10,000 cash. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people have been happy because they've uh, they've got a little bit of the money. Because that's what it is. It's, it's supposed to be sharing it. That's why they were $5 notes. That's right. And for those who said, If Smith isn't really big spin, and you should have dripped it in my house. The rule was? You get, you get what, what you, you get, get and, and you, you don't, don't get, get it anyway because it's 2018 and that's what the world does. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we can't put those on the T-shirts. Remember we had those made and that was a bit of a you, different... Why have you changed your tune? No, I agree with this saying. It's just people still complain. Yeah. No, I, f- I think it's like my kids. I keep telling my kids that, but then they, they're always going to get upset. You're always going to yeah. get a few. You know what else happens when they throw it back at you? Uh, you ever had that? When they're like, you're like, yeah. can I have a piece of your, your cake? That you, you get what you get, you don't get upset. Oh, don't say it back to me. That's It's not one rule for us, one <laughs> rule for you. There's money that hasn't been claimed. Heaps. I presume to, uh, that on gutters. I say to people, you got to clean out your gutters. You do have to anyway because it's storm season. Yeah. Let's be honest. There is $9,420 about that hasn't been claimed. And as I said when I jumped, there was a (laughs) lot. Got you some sweet nickelback tickets. Uh, There was a lot of wilderness. I reckon there's some cashed up koalas just like rolling in dough. But we're looking for the golden goose. The $50 note that is out there, um, we we know specifically which one it is because we've got a serial number for it because yeah. if you find that, you get to keep the 50 bucks plus you get tickets to R&B Fridays Live. We spoke to Tony Auden from Channel 7. He's been our weatherman through this whole thing and here is where he thinks the Golden Goose may have landed. So that big cluster way out east towards Green Bank uh, and Red Bank Plains was probably from your early one, Stav. Right. And that's where I'd be heading uh, well east and maybe even a bit north sort of Mogul, uh, Goodna, Karina uh, kind of area. Yeah. He actually meant Chimera. Chimera, yeah, Chimera. I know, because I heard Karina. I went searching at my house yesterday. Uh, but look, there was one $50 note. You, you cash that in for R&B Friday mm. live tickets. Yeah. We're getting a little bit desperate now because the gig is next Friday and I don't want someone to find them on, the, you know, the Sunday or the Monday and go, I could have went there. We've heard had word too that there have been some elderly people who don't know what the Hit 105 FM is. No, because they're um, like, oh, well, I thought it was B105 and, you know, don't you have a puppet on there? And, Jamie oh. Dunstan. Still there, yeah. um, and apparently they have spent the money and not called us to claim it. So there's you can a chance. rip the sticker off as well. Yeah. yeah, there's a chance that someone who doesn't listen to our show has found the fifty and put it in rotation. Yeah. So if you ever get a fifty dollar note back in change, we think the fifty might be floating around Brisbane cash registers. So you're thinking RSL clubs. Bingo. Uh, old people's, yeah. Yeah, poker yeah. machines. So we're going to give out. Oh, yes, we're going to give out the serial number. 
So if you've got a $50 note in your wallet... Yes, or know how to make a counterfeit $50 note... Don't That's do it. That's why would you do that? Don't do it. Australia is probably one of the most safest currencies. We don't get much counterfeit. Uh, but we'll give out the barcode of it so you can check all your 50s and see if you've got the golden goose, right? Come on, Abby, read it. You do it. It is AJ18098290. That number again? AJ one eight zero nine eight two zero two four. I feel like I'm at a bingo thing or something. So the last ones are twenty twenty four. You can remember that twenty twenty four. Yeah, twenty twenty four. So if you come across one today, then uh, you can call our hotline. We'll yeah. put we'll put the uh, barcode on our socials as well uh, on our Instagram and Facebook page, so you can. We've only got just over a week to find this $50 note and give away the R&B Friday live tickets because if you ring us after next Friday, too bad. What yeah. about if someone has it well, that doesn't want to go to R&B? Like, what, about if, what about if someone's 90-year-old grandma has it? Oh, she's, she'd be a Dasha. It only is the person who finds it gets the tickets. They're non-transferable. All tickets are like that. You've got to read the fine print. No, you know what? I'm even going to put it out there yeah. that if it doesn't get found for this by this next Friday... If it still gets found at some point next year, well, tickets for the next, next year's gig is on the line. Ah. Or the next concert that's coming up. Yeah. We're not killing this goose. No, no. We have to keep this goose alive for as long as we possibly can. Uh, we'll get that $50 note barcode up on our socials right now. Search Hit 105 Brisbane on Insta and let's see if it can be found. It's Stab Abby and Matt. Hit 105. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. So we look back on what has been a wonderful day, hasn't it? Yes. Yes. Sure. I'm not very good with technology, um, but here at work, we are very lucky to get computers each to do our work. Yeah, a lot of people have to share computers. A lot of people around the world who don't even own computers. We don't. The work technically owns them and we just use them. But um, my computer was quite old and I unfortunately had damaged three computers previously. Just three accidents, coffee spilt, one I dropped. She's um, a computerist. <laughs> We've got brand new bashing. computers, brand new expensive computers. I've had them for a couple of days yeah. and I promise I didn't do anything wrong with this one uh-huh. and it's all broken. Uh-huh. You, you dropped it, didn't you? I, sw- I would tell you if I dropped it. Every time I've dropped it, I've told them, right? Yes. It looks like it's been stood on, not, not dropped. Thanks, but no thanks. It was just sitting in the studio. <laughs> I believe you. Others don't. Who? The tech guys. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't done anything wrong with it. I don't really have anything today. I'm in a good mood. Uh-oh. So thanks. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, that's fine. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That's fine. Sometimes Actually, we, sometimes I've got uh, something. Uh, uh, <laughs> why is it that when I come to work yeah. and I'm cheerful and I'm joyful and I'm gleefully skipping about just trying to, you know, buck the joint up? Why are we on alert? Everyone goes... Always in a mood. You weren't, you weren't in a mood today. Yesterday you were in a mood. Yesterday you were in a mood. Because you, you got fine. pleasure from annoying other people. Yeah. It wasn't annoying, you guys. I wasn't annoying. I was just, I was happy. Uh-huh. I was You're happy, in a stirring mood. And I was expressing my happiness towards others. <laughs> thanks for no thanks. <laughs> Strange showers. You know, at your house... You got that stuff locked down. You know how much hot tap, how much cold tap to get just the right amount. But when you stay at a hotel or you go to someone else's house, 
Oh, it's it's, 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 you it's don't, hideous. It's, isn't it? Uh, Poor it's guy. <laughs> Very hot. And, and also, sometimes you don't even know which way to turn the tap to get the cold or the hot. It should just be a standard across the globe, clockwise for hot, anti-clockwise for cold, right? How right. do you do it? I don't know how he did it. We're well, staying in a hotel room by himself last night, just getting to watch a movie and... Having a kebab. You? Didn't you have a kebab for dinner by yourself? Didn't did. have to share it with anyone? <laughs> had a dirty kebab. Just a whole night <laughs> to yourself. But yeah. tell us about your shower woes. <laughs> I will Google how to uh, turn on a shower properly on my brand new laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Look I'm at broken. that working. Oh, it's so fast. <laughs> Look at my internet, hey? It's so nice. <laughs> Oh, with your free laptop and your first world problems. Thanks for no thanks, everybody. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. There we go. That's the podcast, everyone. Well done. Thanks for joining us today, as wonderful it was. Any extra business that anyone would like to discuss before we no, wrap things up? No, I shared mine up? at the start. You shared yours at the start? We're meant to have a meeting that's been cancelled, so my day has been freed up later. <sighs> <laughs> Podcast may be closing for now, but opening Saturday, November 10, Skygate Home and Life is Brisbane's brand new homemaker centre next to DFO at Brisbane Airport. Want more Stab Abby and Matt? Download the Hit app. Want access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.